Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're with Comic Jarrett Berenstein. Jarrett Berenstein, how the hell are you? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? Oh, good. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. I'm doing fine, and, and I'll tell people where they can find you online because they, you know, I follow you at just just Jarrett, but you're also uh, Jarrett Berenstein on both Instagram and Jar- JarrettBerenstein.com. That's right, and uh, Jarrett Berenstein fan page on Facebook and Jar- at Jarrett Berenstein on TikTok. Sweet, and in, in, yeah, it sounds like you're blowing up in, in popularity on TikTok, but also people can buy your book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique, which sounds hilarious. Uh, yeah, yeah, they can buy that anywhere books are sold, or if they go to their website, then they can get a signed copy. Uh, dude, I can't, well, I, I want to talk about Kellyanne Conway, but real quick, how are you blowing up on TikTok? How do comedians do it correctly? Uh, I have no clue. I just know <laughs> that I just know that I kind of did. I mean, I'm still on the low end of what you could call blowing up, but I'm okay. having more success on TikTok than I've had on other, any other social media, which is so funny because it's such a young platform, and I am a you know, four-year-old comedian making jokes about politics. And for some reason, the kids are eating it up. So, yeah, I know. I started dropping uh, videos about the impeachments, and I started getting a lot of traction from there. And so I just decided to uh, keep going with that. And is is politics kind of your slant? You know, with Kellyanne Conway book, it Mm. sounds like you might live at the intersection of politics and comedy. Like, if that's what your choice was to do on TikTok, like, why did you choose to go in that direction, knowing that the, the audience was so young? Um, it really was just what I wanted to talk about with, uh, with standup. A lot of my stuff is you, you can clearly see that I am a liberal and that I have progressive ideas, but that's not really what I make the majority of my jokes about the, right. if, if you watched my standup, you wouldn't say, Oh, this is a political comedian. But at the same time I was making TikToks, I was trying it out. And, uh, there was just, there were just some ideas that, that were in my craw where I was like, I feel like this is something that I really want to say. And especially where I have a bunch of videos that are essentially what it's like trying to have a political conversation with somebody who's already made up their mind, somebody who is conservative and who, uh, you know, at the list, at the, the risk of sounding biased, someone who is immovable, yeah. you know, regardless of whatever facts or information you give to them. And I just felt so frustrated having these conversations and also imagining the conversations and being like, Oh, if I were to sit down with a Trump supporter, this is 100% what they would say, even if I told them this. And I was yeah. just like, I want to show people what that's like. I want to show, I want to make a video that is that frustrating experience that I have all the time. And I did. And then things started just like, you know, the the views started coming in the thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands, wow. depending on the video. And, uh, you know, the comments were, you know, people being like, oh, my God, this is what it's like talking to my dad or this is what it's like talking to my mom. <sighs> You know, but that's also what uh, I was like, like whenever we, you'd get a reaction of Republican senators with each reveal in the impeachment saga, mm-hmm. every time you're like, this Republican senator has got to has got to flip. And, and uniformly, they were like, no, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's that's what the entire impeachment series was. It was eight TikToks that were all about what what else can we do? What else <laughs> can we do? Here's the evidence. Here's what we say. Here's what we want. And here are the completely. Uh, hypocritical and batshit insane things that Republicans will tell you in response. (laughs) 
And then, I mean, at the same, you did, you also got a book deal to do the Kellyanne Conway technique. And yes. that, that's also just kind of, you know, making fun of a certain Republican figure. What can you tell me about Kellyanne Conway that makes her so funny? And if there's a technique, if she has a technique, what is it? Is it just being able to, uh, to, to look at the mountains of evidence against Trump and just be like, no, everybody's fine with this? Well, I mean, that's essentially what she's paid to do. So yeah. in that sense, she's not particularly special, but she did have a number of techniques that she would employ whenever she would get her, you know, two minutes on CNN or whatever in order to just shotgun misinformation into the face of every, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, impressionable, impressionable mind that yeah. was watching. It's so, it's so funny in that in that context, the Fox News viewers are are impressionable, but but when they're talking to a liberal, they're immovable by by, by that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, uh, if if she's going on Fox News, she knows that she's in a uh, she's basically has home court advantage, so she doesn't have to worry <laughs> about that. The uh, thing that the thing that my book is about is when she goes on ABC or when she goes on CNN, and what is her goal? Like, what is she trying to do, and how does she accomplish it? when she's sitting across from like a Jake Tapper or, um, uh, or, or Rachel Maddow, for example. She did a lot of interviews with Rachel Maddow. And so what, what I came she, to- yeah, yeah, what does she do? Does she, does she attack the premise of the question or what does she do? Oh, there's, there's so many things. It's the reason why I got to write an entire book about it is, yeah. you know, there are the flat out denials, there's the uh, reinterpretations, there's, um, you know, more crude techniques of just, uh, you know, talking and talking and just avalanche of, of thoughts and words until you have uh, three lies, eight misdirections, <laughs> and, you know, uh, seven, you know, lies of omission, and yeah. only three minutes left in the show. So what's poor, <laughs> what's poor Jake Tapper going to do? Uh, <laughs> you know, is he going to talk about each one of those and why they're false and why they're yeah. fake, you know? Yeah. Um, she, well she did this one interview on... Uh, on film uh, uh bill maher's show where um he asked her very specifically like here are two lies that trump told um can you will you admit that you know hillary clinton never said these things that trump said and and kelly and conway basically cites like these two supreme court decisions that hillary clinton was in, in in favor of but then if you look up the supreme court decisions you realize that they don't have anything to do with the question that bill maher asked And so another technique is just talk about things that, you know, people are not going to look up. People are not going to research. They haven't looked at it until that real time interview when you can't like his research department can't scramble with the three three minutes left in the show. That's great. A hundred percent. And bizarrely, after I wrote the book, I was just out of professional curiosity. It was checking out a couple more clips of how people are handling Kellyanne Conway. And there's only one person who I think ever really got close to doing it correctly, and that was Whoopi Goldberg on The View. <laughs> and she got sidetracked. She was she was hammering Kelly and Conway about Trump's taxes, and she wasn't letting letting the topic go, and she wasn't letting Kelly and Conway have the hook. And then one of the other women on the panel, I forget who, decided to change the subject. And I was like, no, she was doing it. Uh, she was well, doing the thing. She, was, she got her. It you was know, like a, it, Elizabeth Hasselbeck or whatever running interference for Whoopi. Or for <laughs> I Kelly actually don't know. I don't know if it was uh, if it was the conservative one or if it was just one of the other 
women who is like, okay, well, I know how TV works and we have to move on to another topic now. Yeah, I, I love that. From your point of view, we're like, fuck yes, finally somebody is putting Kellyanne Conway's feet to the fire mm-hmm. and some one of the other talking heads is like, I haven't talked in a while. It's my turn. <laughs> You're like, go, go <laughs> yeah, fuck basically. yourself. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Oh, wow. It is that media environment that Kellyanne Conway figured out how to manipulate so uh, savvily. And I really don't like giving anybody in the Trump administration any credit whatsoever. But as far as somebody who was able to play the mainstream media and was able to expose the flaws in quote unquote unbiased news reporting, Kellyanne Conway was incredible at that. And it really made, I think, the reporters who talked to her kind of question, like, how is it that this failed so badly. How is it that uh, she was just able to come in here and spread a whole bunch of lies and I was defenseless? Wow. Yeah, How I was so prepared to dunk all over this woman and how is she dunking on me and putting her balls in my face? Yeah, exactly. But also, I mean, that's kind of a feature and not a bug of the Trump administration in that Trump is... Or Trump and Bannon, you know, they have the kind of theory of, you know, bury them in an avalanche of shit. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, so like she's kind of a microcosm, uh, but... Trump is that way. Like, you know, he can change the subject. He can throw out all this fucking chum and the, re- the reporters can chase their tails all they want. But meanwhile, he's putting kids in cages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is the um, you can't you don't have enough time to throw me in jail for this because you are gathering evidence on the next crime that I just. <laughs> and, I, and I think you got to give him credit with respect to shamelessness, like. You know, I mean, I, yeah, I, politicians I, have always been kind of half half there as far as being shameless, but they just went all the way there. It's like how, how you know, was it Jason Miller, whoever the anti-immigration guy is like they just are putting Stephen like, Miller. Yeah, Steve, yeah, Stephen Miller. Like and there was the new guy who just joined. I thought he was Jason Miller. But yeah, Stephen Miller, the bald dude, like like they are really doing what a Republican president on steroids would do like like people used to think they only had political capital to do one or two republican pet issues but now they know that they can do about 400 mm-hmm. yeah no i i am not willing to give trump even credit for that <laughs> because the thing is like he didn't sit down in a in a lab and think i'm gonna act this way because of the way that the mainstream media works and the way that politics works i'll be able to get away with it he is just a shitty idiot whose shitty idiocy happened just luckily lined up with something that happened to work out for him. And he got so lucky with Russia and he got so lucky with James Comey releasing that shit about uh, Hillary's emails that, and, and he's gotten so lucky with the Republicans going along with every fucking insane thing that he's ever done. It's he, he's not, he deserves zero credit. He doesn't, uh, you know, he has lucked his way into surviving this long and if there were any justice in the world he would have been thrown in jail years ago i mean you're you're right that he's lucky and he's an awful trash human being but it's like as far as the media is concerned that's the only thing he's known how to play forever and so i mean of course if there was a democratic senate he wouldn't have gotten away with any of this fucking bullshit ever Mm -hmm. but you know part of the red wave that came with trump was him fucking playing the media like a fiddle like picking the you know tribalism in that he picked the correct enemies for his people to unite against, you know, even right now going against Bubba Sparks or or thinking about, you know, the NASCAR, the black NASCAR driver or, you know, Obama's birth certificate or saying that he's going to bring Michael Flynn on the campaign trail. Like all these things is him knowing one thing and that's how to play the media. And part of that is the whole, you know, bury them in an avalanche of shit. So like, you know, you got to give him credit for knowing that, yeah, he's uh, he's 
the the people will cover him because he's just throwing out all this reality TV chum, right? Mm, yeah, I'm still and getting free uh, free media, free media that way. Like, I agree. Trying, like, I like agree with everything you're saying, give, but give I'm still going to give him zero credit for it. Yeah, it's, it's it's the word credit. I think we're taking issue with. Mm-hmm, and so yeah. yeah, so like in watching all this Kellyanne Conway stuff though, in writing your book, like did you come away with anything that can kind of be you know translatable? Uh, or transferable over into your stand-up act. Like, there has to be certain times when a comedy, you know, you need to tell a lie on stage. And, the, of course, the master of that will be a Kellyanne Conway. No, you know, I haven't done any one-to-one transitions from what she does to comedy, but it has always been a dream of mine to, to sort of improvise yeah. as a Republican talking head and basically say, yeah. like, it doesn't matter what my argument is. It doesn't matter what information you give to me. I can argue anything yeah. from the perspective of a Republican talking head. And it's always been my dream to like set that up as part of the bit and invite the audience to say whatever they want and, and make up whatever evidence they want. And, I, and me showing how easy it is to lie as one of these people. Yeah, it's like, where did you get that evidence? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, well, yeah, where where did you hear this thing? Right. Oh, you heard mm-hmm. it from somebody else. So oh, that person lied to you. Yeah. Yeah, and even if somebody's like, you know, um, you know, giving the person who's doing this exercise the power of making it whatever evidence wants, they can say like, you know, we have Republican, uh, you know, Lindsey Graham has a as a picture of you doing the thing, <laughs> you know, and the Republican head would then be, of course, you know, oh, well, Lindsey Graham can't be trusted. You know, he was saying, uh, you know, this about Trump before the election. And now he's saying this about Trump after the election. Like, you know, this is somebody who clearly has motives that go against the will of, uh, of this president and frankly, of the American people, blah, 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 blah. It's, it. it's so easy. And that's what drives me crazy when people want to sit, want to give credit for how savvy they're being. It's so easy. Children do this. Yeah. This is it's just lying. It's just lying. Well, I'd, lo- I'd, lo- I'd love to see that on TikTok. Like, have you thought about putting like, is there any time limit on TikTok? Is there any? Is there? Any, oh, yeah. Uh, one minute, I think, unless you're doing a live video, which I think can be as long as you want. Uh, but it's about 59 seconds is the limit. So, I, I mean, I think the whole improvising thing, I mean, is there any re- interaction between you and the TikTokers? I suppose it's not a live thing. It's an a- it's a recorded thing, right? Yeah, but there are some mechanisms for doing that. Like in yeah. you, you can obviously respond to comments on your videos, but they've also added a new feature where you can respond to comments with a video. Uh, and so there is a cool interaction there that's possible. Right now, I, I would love to do something like that, but I sort of have the Tarantino philosophy about my TikTok where I want to have fewer videos that do better as opposed to like just flooding the markets. Oh, okay. Because I almost suppose you could do it on a, on a live you know, a live medium like Facebook Live or Instagram Live and then clip it for TikTok. Like, I, I love to see it. it's a That's a really fun idea, you know. Yeah, but also, like, you know, with the Trump thing, it's uh, the one thing that we learned is that a lot of presidential conduct in the past has been normative. Like, like all he's doing right now is taking everything that you thought was a law, you know, <laughs> li- limit, yeah, limiting or, or restricting a president. And you're like, oh, shit, this is just a norm. Yeah, yeah. Like who, no. who the How, fuck knew that you didn't have to be polite on the day somebody, a seven-star general died or whatever? Yeah, there is, you know, what we realized were just an honor code are things that we are now <laughs> realizing we probably should have made actual laws. Yes. Well, I love it. You, you're at the intersection of politics and comedy, and so we're going to follow you at JarrettBerenstein.com and also just Jarrett on Twitter as well as Jarrett Berenstein on Instagram. And I'm so unfamiliar with TikTok. Does it even have a URL that I can look you up at? Um, yeah, you know, I think if you just do, uh, 
Twitch, uh, TikTok, uh, you know, TikTok.com slash at Jared Berenstein. That should take you there. Oh, good. And also, they can check out the Kellyanne Conway technique. And if they buy it through your site, they'll get it autographed. That's right. But also, you have the, the podcast coming out on YouTube. When when can we expect that to drop? And who are the first? Uh, Sounds like you're going to have several comics, and you guys are going to be impro- improvising. Yeah. So we have a, a new show that we're calling Is This Anything? Me and three other stand-up comedians, uh, Anthony Kapfer, Brett Druck, and Rob Ryan. These are three guys who uh, were all, all four of us are working touring comedians. We've been at this uh we've got over 40 years of experience between us and we basically just go through new ideas that we have and some of them are completely fleshed out and we're just like how do you guys feel about the structure here and some of them are just you know the the seed of an idea that we sort of help germinate all together it's an extremely fun look behind the curtain at how a joke is actually written and how comedians hang out with each other um is that, and, is anybody else doing this sort of thing because i would love to be a fly on the wall when like you know comics who are at the top of their craft are crafting their material definitely and one of the things that you know we didn't start this to fill some hole in the market we just uh decided to start having these writers meetings and we realized how fun they were and we thought oh you know we're doing them anyways we might as well put them online on youtube and have it be a podcast yeah. and stuff like that but i do yeah. know that a bunch of comedians are doing one-on-ones what okay. we're doing is we are bringing sort of like the group writing session to right. to the internet. Good, the writing room. I, I can be a fly on the wall to a real writing room. That's right. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're gonna keep track. It sounds like you're just blowing up on TikTok. So the minute I get on there, the first face I'm gonna see is yeah, Jared. I'll, I'll be all over that for you page, dude. I can't wait, Jared. Jared Berenstein, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me.